When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Twisted World? We're back. Here with my boys, as always, Hody and Andy. What up, guys? What, what up, up, guys? Hey, so um, I just, before we get into our topic and everything, I, you know, everything with podcasts going on with Joe Rogan, and uh, I just find it really comical. You got these old singers that I've never even heard about. I, I, I called him Neil Diamond, but I guess it's not Neil Diamond. It's Neil, Neil Young. Young. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they were one and the same person. I don't know. I've never listened to any of this stuff. Mad disrespect uh, to Neil Diamond. Okay. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, I'm sorry, cool. Neil Diamond, if you're listening. Uh, so Neil Dung's Neil Dung. Neil, Neil Dung. Dung. <laughs> There's three Neils. There's three. <laughs> there is three. Uh, Neil so, Dung, Diamond, and and Young. 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 Young Diamond Dung. I'm not sure. Oh, so, stop. Neil Young. He's like, hey, I'm gonna pull all my music off if uh, you don't, if you guys don't ban him. And <laughs> so uh, Joe Rogan's still around. Yeah. Yeah, right well, we're Rogan. just cracking up. Like, I'm wondering how many people actually go on there to listen to Neil Young music. And Joe Rogan's got like 11.6 million people that listen to yeah. him daily. Current listeners. I'm sure Spotify's yeah. like in the room going, let's do the numbers on this, people. Never mind. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yep, I just ran the numbers. Yeah. It's like at the office. Wait, like, can you how, crunch them again? How do you spell that? Is it, is it with an I-E or an E-L? E-I. I'm, I'm confused. Either or, way. Like, Either way. I've ran them both. Or, or, I've ran them both. Can we combine those? Yeah. It's still it's still not worth it. Doesn't even Yeah, happen. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like... I'm really crazy. I'm really curious if we could pull up how many downloads Neil Young actually gets in comparison to what I don't know Rogan does like, on, his well, episode, on his every he's episode. Part of, and, he's part of. He was a member of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Nash and Young. Like there's that. Oh, it was okay. a band. Whatever. I, this is before at my one, time. At one point he was big. Sure. I get it. But this is 2022. Well, he like, started something, right? Like everything else, and he started something, and now you have a bunch of other artists pulling their music off. Oh, that's completely I didn't catch that part. up to yeah. Spotify. Yeah, like I saw Indy Reads like pulling her music off. There's, it, it's because it's a wave now, right? And he came out and apologized. But I don't even know what, what you did. Bo- I'm, I'm, I, well, I just caught. Apparently, I didn't want to jump into all the tabloid garbage. Apparently, and- all this started with him putting out, con- you know, con- controversial uh, misinformation for COVID vaccine. Oh. Gotcha. Now, regardless if you believe that or not, like I'm not going to get into that, but that's where this all started, and now it's turned into you know he's he's also a racist. So, um, <laughs> yeah, newsflash: Joe Rogan is, is racist. Is COVID a new Spot race? Up. Did I miss something? No, I don't, it's, it's I, a separate I, thing. People are just like, let's get him banned. They're and just so they trying just, to get him canceled as fast oh, as possible. The canceled. only thing here's the thing though is that I've learned you know when you have 11.6 million people listening to you on a daily basis, like Spotify only sees one color and that's green. Yeah. They don't care about anything else. And I'm sure, you know, nowadays everybody's trying to get everybody canceled. Well, let me But I'm like, you, how do you cancel? That, that's their platform. I just want to, I just want to run it real back. Just a, a base comparison. There was an individual who still pretty big today 
who uh, was on, I think, CBS or NBC or something like that. And all these big stars were like, hey, if you don't get rid of this guy. And so they like finally like, yeah, he's way too much. Get rid of him. And then, you know, Sirius and XM gives him a show and, you know, millions oh, you, and millions. You're talking about Howard, Howard Stern. Stern. Yeah. yeah. Like all these big, I bet you they're kicking themselves. They're like, why do we listen to these people that are nothing? And Howard Stern's like, just took over yeah, the airwaves. I, I believe it went to one of the, like the, the most listened to yeah. like shows of all time. And it just blew up. It was crazy. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, regardless of what you believe or not, like we have freedom to speech. Yes. What I found crazy was, and I don't want to get too political on all this, is that the First Amendment pr- protects people from that, right? The, you have the ability to, to, to yeah, speak. Speak your mind. Um, the White House and the president shouldn't get involved in that, but they were talking about it all in their press conference. Like they're trying to push Spotify to do something about this. And I'm like, man, this dude's over here just trying to talk. He yeah. try- and really, I don't, know, I, I don't listen to his podcast a lot, right? Because he uses language. It's not really my thing. But a lot of his content is just about giving people alternative information information that they're not getting from the mainstream media yeah. right and i don't want this podcast this episode to turn into that no. but that's what this is about it was really about a, a guy trying to get additional information out there and we're uh, gonna talk about cool stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah i was uh i was waiting for it to come but yeah. it, it didn't it didn't come it just, there oh, no. you know the segue can we stop Hey, the segue hey, is on this. Can we change our intro music to Neil Young, though? Can we do that? Probably just not. One time? He'll probably pull it off after you hear what I just said. You called him Neil Dung. I'm sure he's not going to let us use his music now. Um, All right. Can we, we get Neil Diamond on. music? Cody, can you do the segue? Because I don't trust Aaron. Anyways, listen. I don't even know what we're talking about today yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Uh, so we, we, were gonna, we picked a missing air flight. And then, so I go to do some research and I found that there's a multitude of these things, um, all different sorts. And, um, we're going to talk about flight 370 specifically, the mo- one of the most current Malaysia, uh, the Malaysia, yeah, Malaysia one. Um, but I did want to just touch on uh, a couple quick ones. Uh, you guys know, in 1955, there was, there's this one that's out there and it, it sounds very, uh, satirical, but supposedly this flight, you know, in 1955 flight, I think 914. It disappeared. It took off, disappeared, and then reappeared 30 years later. Legit. Yeah. How did that happen? I have no idea. Time travel? Sounds like that TV show. There's that TV show that, that is it called The Manifest? Where they like disappear oh, for like five is, years yeah, and come back. Show. It's literally, the, yeah. I mean, I've never watched it. My wife likes to watch it. I think it's on Netflix now, but yeah, they, uh, there's this like related to all other things. And I think we get superpowers in some sense, but uh, yeah, they're gone. Yes. For, like, they're gone for like five years and come back and like everybody else has grown and they're the same. They've only been gone for like an hour or whatever. Oh um, yeah. When you read this stuff, you read, you read some that of it. That intrigues me. I, I'm totally down to talk about time travel on an airplane in 30 years ago. Imagine being on that plane. Like when you, you would be the same age, right? If it's time yeah. travel, you just come back, you're the same age. I mean, that'd be pretty dope. Well, that's what, I mean, the articles were like, oh yeah, the, the pilot's like, hey, this is flight 914. We're going to land. And, and they're like, flight 914 would, you know, where, what? Because they're supposedly right. landed in like, uh, Caracas or something like that. And, uh, they were like, hey, what? And he was like, yeah. And they told him what year it was and this whole big mess. But I don't know. It was a tabloid magazine that started this, right? So, but there are some Maybe. believers out there, by the way. There are some believers. And there's some believers that there's a government cover-up. I don't want to get into this stuff because I don't know that I believe it. But, hey, it sounded kind of cool. Um, one that is um, real, though, that it was a Flight 19. It was a group of bombers that went out, off, out of Florida. They took off. 
and they were just doing um, their normal training stuff. And um, I guess the compass went haywire, got lost. They end up disappearing. And uh, the Navy sends out all kinds of search, but they sent out some mariners, which are basically flying boats or these planes that can land on water and sent out a couple mariners and the mariners also disappeared. Now this awesome. is a, this is, this is a real story really happened. Uh, they sent out boats, uh, actually 300 boats, um, to search for both the flight 19, which is the, the two bombers or multiple bombers and the mariners, um, combed over 300,000 square miles and found nothing. So thought that was kind of cool. Um, but, but no lie, when I was researching this, I think Cody was the one that sent us the name of the, the flight. He's like, let's look at this one. So we look it up. It's Malaysia 370. 370. I started watching videos and everything on it. I mean, no lie. Every single one of the videos that I watched had five or six other flights that, that had similar scenarios and they would reference them. And I was yeah. like, shoot, man, you can have a thousand episodes on different flights. Uh, but these ones are just like honorable mention because today is about Malaysia 370. 370. So why don't you kick it off? Tell us, tell us the scenario. Tell us what happened. So we have a Boeing 777, which is, um, I believe, the largest passenger airplane there is. It was going to be, uh, it had 227 passengers, men, women, and children. A, um, there was two pilots. There was one that was on basically his last flight of training. And then there was a highly decorated advanced pilot, uh, Zahir Ahmad Shah. Uh, they left Kuala. Kuala? I don't know. I don't know. Lemper. Lemper. We'll just call it Lemper. Uh, headed for Beijing on March 2014. So this flight took off, heading to Beijing, and it was, at this point, you know, did every traffic control is going to be handing it off to the Vietnamese air traffic control on their way there. And, and during this process, it disappeared. So... That is the backstory of the Malaysian Flight 370. We're going to get into some details. We're going to talk about some of the things that make it very mysterious. Some of the things that transpired. There is stuff that has come out in detail, and, and we'll get into that. But the big picture here is, is that this large flight with 270 passengers, like I said. Uh, 270, <clears throat> 227. 227 passengers took off from Malaysia, headed to Beijing, and disappeared. So uh, real quick on this, this flight was a daily flight. This was a flight that this was actually, it was, it flew out at like midnight. If I believe that's when it, that's when it left. But this, right. ha, this, this particular plane and this flight path uh, was something that happened over and over and over and over and over and over on the same day. Uh, and they did this continuously. It was from Beijing and they, they had two different transponder towers that they had to communicate with and they would go back and forth over the South China Sea. That, that, so this flight is like. For a pilot, I think we, we, we said that the pilot was like 55. He had thousands and thousands and thousands of hours um, of flight time. I know you mentioned that the other, the co-pilot, he, he's the first officer. He is a licensed pilot. He's already done with his training, but he was at 3,000 hours. Yep. So he had been flying for some time. Uh, so both these guys are very experienced, um, different ages, but both very experienced with flying. And so the, the conditions that night, there, there were no weather conditions that night. No. And, and again, let's recap something. This is 2014. You know, if you took off on a plane in like 1975, you know, you, you probably prayed a whole lot through the entire flight that you were not going to disappear, right? Because technology just wasn't what it is today. This is 2014. This is a highly technological plane and it takes off and disappears. So um, as Andy put it, again, one of the pilots was highly decorated. 
In fact, I believe uh, he had like part of his house. It said he had like multiple houses, so uh, they must pay them well. Uh, but one of his, his main house had a dedicated room that was a full-size simulator. Yeah, so he actually had a YouTube channel. I went and found it. There's a YouTube channel of his trainings. And what he would do is he had Microsoft simulation, flight simulator on. He had multiple monitors and all the gauges of the monitors. So he was legit teaching people like how to fly planes and what to do in this situation. And so he was very, very experienced. And uh, I would, he was even a teacher at that point, teaching people, the younger generation, on how to fly. I would assume in Malaysia in this time, there's not a lot of people that get to the point where they're able to fly. So I'm, shoot, I'm assuming that this dude was paid very, very well because it's not, I'm sure it's not populated with a lot of people that, that get to that level of being, yeah. a, being a pilot. Uh, I don't know if he had any military background or anything like that, but I just know that he had been doing this for like some 20 to 30 years. So some of the strange occurrences that took place. Um, first, and this is, this is what air traffic control reported. And I don't know enough about flying Boeing 777s or 747s. Actually, I don't know anything about flying Boeing planes what? at all. Aaron, you don't know anything about flying? Listen, I tried taking the test last week. And uh, it was a little more extensive than I thought. I, is I that just, because you were using the motion controls on your Xbox controller? Yeah. I flight Simulator is free on a Game Pass, just FYI, if you guys want to go spend some time flying. Yeah, over. If you could fly it on a video game, you can fly it in real life, right? I mean, I, that's, I what, mean I think. that's if, what his YouTube said. If Yeah, if this guy has taught me anything, it's that if I watch one of his videos, I can and, fly it. And download Flight Simulator. Into the abyss. Yeah. Well, and you're a pretty solid gamer, so I... Yeah, I pick it up pretty quick. Cool. So, you know, one day when we have Twisted World Boeing 777, you just, you'll be our pilot. Right, we're good. Yeah. So they again. That felt I'm basing flat. it on. That fell really flat. I'm sorry. That was a really like. I know you guys were trying to do something with that. It was really weak. Fell flat. I was just speaking our our future. Yeah, I'm not piloting anything. If it's existence. if I'm pirate jetting or blah, 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 blah. if I'm going to pirating pirate jet it, I'm going to sit in my recliner in the back and sleep. Andy has this like ongoing fetish with pirating stuff. I'm just well, I'm a I'm a Raider fan, so oh. it's, it's there, <laughs> right? I wouldn't have claimed that. So claimed. listen. The flight traffic control stated that he radioed in saying that he was leveling out at 35,000 feet. Basically saying that he should have been radioing saying that he was, that he was taking off from 35,000 feet, meaning that he should have been leaving 35,000 feet to go higher. That's what it said. Um, they said the other, or they said it should have not said leveling at, but departing from. They said, so the words that he used, first and foremost, were a little strange. Um, so when he took off, he wasn't at 35,000. So he took off, got to 35,000 feet and he said he was leveling out at 35,000 feet. So they're supposed to report when they, when they ascend at certain, you know, um, at certain heights. Yeah. And they said he should have said he was departing from 35,000 feet. And as opposed to, he said he was leveled at 35,000 feet. And then, but then again, at around the South China, China Sea, China, he reported again, the planes level at the same level. And so again, they same said, wording. I'm leveling. I'm leveled at thirty-five thousand. Yes, exact same wording. So again, now he's reported it a little further along. I'm leveled at thirty-five thousand feet. So they 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 already said that. Again, I don't know enough about this stuff, but according to them, that that was strange in itself. Um. Then we have the incident where the the, the Lumpur Center radioed saying good night with their frequency code. And that he responded, and now when I say he, I'm talking about Zahari, the, the, yeah, the, pilot. the veteran I mean, pilot. Right. He responded, radioed back saying, good night, and that was it. 
They're supposed to actually stay the frequency back. Correct. The main reason that they're saying goodnight is not because of the time, but because he had reached the limit of their frequency and they were supposed to, he was supposed to move over to the other Picked tower. Vietnamese. I think, yeah, yeah Vietnamese. Uh, he was going into right. their tra- their airspace and he needed to be able to communicate the frequency with them. Uh, but I guess a guy that had, he had no marks on his record. This guy had been flying for years. Right. He should have known to stay at 126.1 out. Right. Right? That's what they said. They said he's done this tens of thousands of times and it's always the same procedure. Like, Good night, frequency back. And all he said was good night. I actually listened I actually listened to this part of the audio where he talks about the frequency and they actually repeat the audio again because they're trying to get him to repeat it correct and he doesn't. So they say the exact same phrase again and he just repeats Moss 370 good night. out. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. He doesn't say the frequency. So it was I found it odd that the air traffic controllers like they recognize the issue or the error and they're like, "Okay, we're going to say it again. Maybe you didn't hear us." And he just says it again. You know, Malaysia right. 370. Good night. And so just odd, just odd. I mean, we're not pilots and, and but we're this not. is this but is something that was, just, I mean, you could take it as a normal error, but he did this a couple of times on the flight. And that was the last radio contact that was made with that flight was him saying good night. Um, they, he never checked in. So again, to the Vietnamese, as, to the never. Ho Chi Minh uh, tower. Like he, so again, as Andy put it, he was saying good night to the Lumpur one. And then he was supposed to immediately then check in with Ho Chi Minh. Like, hey, you know, yeah, give the flight code. It's because he was going into international airspace and he has to, by, by regulation, they have to, to notify, hey, I'm coming into your airspace. This is my flight number. Here's the frequency that we're on. Uh, he was supposed to have done that. Uh, but before that happened, they lose signal. Correct? Correct. Yeah, that's when. The, so air traffic controllers have a, a and I'm going to use it, I'm going to butcher it, but they have like a way of doing sonar with, through their radio to be able to identify trajectory of a plane it's not like yeah it's super super secondary radar yeah it's not super long distances but the two towers in between can identify kind of where the plane is and say okay you're coming from here to here you're moving to this one okay it's going from here to here so they both at the same time notice that the radio or that it falls off that secondary radar it falls off they try to identify the plane they try to say hey you know report back whatever And, and it's important to know that the secondary radar shows um like identifying figures and the altitude of the plane. So they, they can see this plane as it moves. Okay. This flight, boom, boom, boom. And they can see the altitude at that and everything. And it utterly disappears off this secondary radar. So this flight, like just vanished. Like the poor doesn't have it anymore. Ho Chi Minh said they had it for, uh, so that was five seconds after they had gotten into Vietnamese airspace. Yep. So it was really, really fast. Yeah. So, at this point, nobody knows where this plane went with 227 passengers headed to Beijing. It's been like 40 minutes. Gone. Uh, yeah, 39 minutes after takeoff. It just, uh, the, the weird thing, and I, and I read through all the details of why this happened, but they didn't start searching for it for four hours. Did you, anybody catch that? Uh, yeah, when I was watching it, they basically said that um, pilots are trained to deal with scenarios uh, and there could be a number of scenarios. Maybe something got in the wing, maybe an engine failed and they have to detour. Um, what they were doing is they, I think it's a five hour window. They allow a pilot to report back within five hours. Now I could be wrong, but I remember a video saying that this is what happens is they don't actually put out a missing plane alert until a certain amount of time has been, has passed to give the pilot a chance to be able to report back. So if he, something happens and he had to like detour and go land on an Island somewhere, he has so many hours before he has to report back. That, that's, that's the process. And that's too, because it's very damning 
or damaging to a company and expensive to report that it's a probably plane, damning too. Well, you think about it. So it's, they do this intentionally because they don't want people to freak out. If something happens, I mean, there's many a times that planes get delayed or they have a, a problem have to land in Denver when they're flying to the other side of the coast and they have to, you know, so most of those are reported and the company knows about them. But if you had to, this is over the South China Sea in, uh, I wouldn't call it enemy territory, but in, in, a, in a foreign territory where you're not used to, you know, it's possible if they had to land on an island somewhere or on the coast somewhere and he's radios down that he's unable to communicate that they don't want to throw a panic flag up. They want to basically give it a chance to, 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 to basically, you know, unfold itself. And at a certain point they go, okay, it's, it's not unfolding. We now, we now need to, to go and start searching. Yeah. And, uh, this is just a little, little sidebar. I, you know, when we, when I was researching this, this flight and among those, and those other ones, <laughs> one of the craziest common threads that you see so many people say instantly UFOs. I'm, I'm UFOs. Always. It's just like, if you read this stuff, you're like, people are like, yeah, they were there and, and the UFO came in and took them. And it's like, why is that the most logical? Because they've been watching like, <laughs> Close conclusion. Encounters of the Third Kind or whatever, like, you know, that movie that something like that transpired. I, people, I, I just don't feel like know. there's easier ways I, to get people. I, I, like, let's catch them in the middle of flight <laughs> after they just reported that they're about to go off radio. Like, let's, sweet. Yeah, they're up now in the air. Nobody's it. watching them. They're like, let's get them. I mean, listen, when you don't have the evidence of something, right? Like, if there's an unknown, right? To the, to, we're going to talk about it, but to today, to today, there's still no evidence of where the plane is. Right. We have some, but not the plane. And because you don't have the plane, you don't have the black box. You have absolutely no idea None. what happened. Yeah. Now, there's a little bit of evidence as to what happened and kind of where it possibly landed, but we've never found the plane. And so because of that, mystery ensues. And when mystery ensues, people like to, to go for the, the oddest outcome. Like, instantly. Like, hey, Zahari had Reese's pieces in his pocket and E.T. was coming for it. I mean, it's just automatic off top. Like, I just don't understand. Why do we always go to UFOs um, on all of these? That, literally the first thing. Boom, UFOs. Um, so with the radars, we know that the secondary radar dropped off and that it, again, completely gone off of both. The primary radar, which had the pings, um, that, I guess, dropped first. And then a little bit later was the secondary. My understanding, correct? Correct. And then... With that being said, so they sent out 34 ships, 28 aircraft, and seven different countries to search for this plane. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead on this because there's a lot of as to why that much was put out there. Okay, so before we go into that, again, uh, traffic towers have radar that go to a certain distance and they're kind of limited in that fact, right? So once it fell off and the distance that they, were, they, they had traveled, uh, that was kind of it. The military on the other uh, bases had a lot better technology and they were able to discern that the radio ended up coming back on and i and you may have that later on down the road but the radio ended up coming back on and and they they were able to identify that the plane took a literally a hard left like immediate hard left and then started flying in the opposite direction over over the continent as opposed to being over the sea i'll have to put the a picture of the map up when we post this on social media so people can see but he legit is flying from south Singapore area up into Beijing takes a hard left and then goes. Yeah. Um, I was trying to read here. Yeah. So I guess when they pulled the radar records salvaged from the air traffic control computers and the was corroborated by secret Malaysian air force, uh, showed that as soon as 
MH370 disappeared from secondary radar. It turned sharply to the southwest, flew back across the Malay Peninsula, and banked around the island of Penang. From there, it flew northwest up the Strait of Malacca and out across the Ottoman Sea and then disappeared. So I, it like did this big loop. Yeah, so flip back around to go north. Hard left went went west across the continent, hung hung a little like short like right turn around that island. That island actually becomes important later on, and I'll explain why. Took a sharp like a right turn around the island, flew out and took two more turns, and then flew like it was flying south towards Australia, just in the middle of the open ocean and Indian Ocean. Right. So the <laughs> the way that they the way that they identify this is because that secondary radar which we were you you're referencing the air traffic controllers but the military boats and the bases that were in the area were what were able to identify this pattern this path and then they were able to say okay this is the most logical path based on the frequency we received back they try to communicate with satcom satcom was off now based on the information that was in the investigation by the military police or the the Malaysian Secret, secret server, whatever. Secret, secret police. Air force. Secret air force. What they were saying is... Does that mean there's a regular air force? <clears throat> and they're just not cool enough to no, get in the secret like, one? These are like the deep, deep air force guys. <laughs> yeah, what they were saying... Like, you guys are killing me. <laughs> they're like, hey, is it secret don't get the regular you, ones. Get the deep secret yeah. ones. Is it secret when you write the word secret? I don't... Like, that's my question. Like, <laughs> I saw that like had like a letterhead and it said, uh, Malaysia secret police. And I thought... Yeah. Why are you? Why? You're no I, mean, I guess we do Secret Service, right? Yeah. Okay. But, but I, I mean, but back to what Cody's I mean, if, saying, if like we, had, we got regular we, Air Force, and then yes, what do these guys do? Well, they just sit in better chairs. But the <laughs> the, the, the think about if the Secret Service was just the service, right? <laughs> true. You're true. Like, so lame. You're no, like, no, true. We've contacted the service. <laughs> yeah, right. The service of what? Yeah. The service, <laughs> not no, the I, service. I love it. Okay, so back to what I'm saying. So the biggest piece that's interesting here, and this is where the story starts to go with, like, why? So the, all in all, the plane was never found, right? They did 34 ships, 27 or 28 aircraft, and then seven countries. So at some point, it was in the jurisdiction of seven different countries. I think it ended with Australia because where they believed that it had gone after doing these, I mean, dude. I just want to know what's going through these guys' brains when they're flying this massive jumbo jet and they're, they're flipping Yui. Well, They're like, hey, the, watch this. So what we don't know, what we don't know is so... <laughs> to the left, to the left. You guys and your jokes today yeah. are this is terrible. I say, hey, we need more jokes, and this is what I get. <laughs> uh, I regret saying that out loud. Um, I'm just saying, I mean, when I tried to follow this guy, they are the write-up on this, and they're like, they, they, they bank southwest, they flip back around, then they go northwest. Like, this dude was okay, all over the place. So, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2014. Yeah. These planes have autopilot. Now I watched the, I was watching the video and then kind of breaking this down. The hard turn that happens initially could not have been made by autopilot, which means that it was manually done. Right. We don't know why, but it also, they, during this time they lost SATCOM. Now SATCOM is satellite communications in the way that they lost it. The military said the only way that it could have gone down the way that it went down is it was manually disabled. And they also said, by the way, 
And this was quoting from the Malaysian Secret Air guy that um, it couldn't, it, it showed no signs of it being a hijacking because of the time that it took and the, and all the maneuvering and everything. It just didn't make sense for hijacking. Hijacking, it, it showed no signs of that. And in fact, that this piece of them making all these banks and U-turns and all this stuff and stuff, different stuff or whatever it is they did is the most baffling of all of them. Not yes. The, they said it's literally the piece that baffles. Them. They figure stuff could go down. You know, technology is not perfect, but the fact that they made all these different maneuvers, that's what's leading them, like baffling the heck out of them. Okay. So to not like get lost in this, yeah. let's kind of, we, we can finish up here, right? So they already the, lost. I know. The thing takes like five turns and ends up, what we believe ends up in the, in the bottom of the Indian Where's Ocean, Waldo? right? Bottom of the Indian Ocean. Um, I think they said it was like a hundred or a thousand square miles. Well, of, they think it's at the bottom. They believe it is yeah. based, based on the radio responding back over a, a, at one point in time, a cell phone of the co-pilot pinged a tower on an island. So they know it passed there. Right. So right. taking a step back, what we want to talk about is we're not too much like why it hasn't been found. We could talk about that. But what I think is, what do we think happened and why did it happen? I'm going to start. Okay. Okay. So the radar itself identifies leveling up and down, right? It, it talks about the up and down, right? They said that the radar and, and the identifying where it's, it's uh, how high it was and the altitude of it was, was inaccurate and had fault was faulty. And the reason for it was, is at one point in time, it said that it had reached 52,000 feet. The problem with that is that plane can't fly at that height. It says that the Boeing was not able to fly at that height from one second. It went from there and dropped 30,000 feet straight down to go as low as 4,000. So they immediately say that there's a faulty problem with the radar or the, the piece of equipment that was on the plane. So that tells me that it's either damaged or someone's damaged it or something's wrong because it's, it's giving inaccurate information. Or it took a nosedive. Well, it looked yeah. like... No, 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 no. Simulations have been run thousands of times over on like, this particular fl- plane. The Harvey's like, hold my soda. It is yeah. impossible for this plane to do this and make it out. And they know it made it out because wh- when it goes around Penang Island, Island, yeah. Island um, the co-pilot's pa- uh, cell phone, he didn't make a phone call. It just hit and yeah. it, it tagged a tower and it said location. That's all it was doing. So they know that it hit that tower, which means that they know the plane made it that far. So it could not go from 52,000 feet where it's not even able to fly down to 4,000 feet in the amount of time that it says it did. So they said that that right there proves that the, the information they were receiving on radar is inaccurate. But remember, Zahari was already acting funky. Well, so here's, here's the crazy part. Yeah. There was a, they, get, they fly in a straight line towards this island and they hang around the island and go north from there. This island's important because that's where Sahari's from. That's his hometown. He grew up there when he was a kid. Okay? I found, I found that really weird. That's legit. It, honestly, you look at the map, that island is tiny. Right? It's small. I wouldn't say tiny, like tiny, tiny, but it's like a Hawaii, right? It's, it's, it's a little bigger. He, he flies there and takes a hard ride around the island and goes off. Right? Again, we don't know what altitude he's flying at, but we just know that he's going. No one's reported that there's a low flight. Right? So he flies north. Based on what they're saying in the simulations, the first hard turn would have had to have been manual. The hard turn that happens at the island had to have been manual, but the following ones could be made by an autopilot. One of the biggest arguments, there's two arguments here. One of the biggest arguments that I saw was if cabin pressure never stabilized, there's a process that goes into play. Usually a pilot will say that, mask will drop for them as well as everybody in the cabin, and they will try to get down as fast as possible to restabilize and get to where you can breathe. However, if it happens fast, uh, 
the pilots can lose consciousness and autopilot will continue to take over. This has happened before in another flight where a flight, they, the, the captain, the co-captain lost consciousness and the flight continued to fly for five hours before it ran out of gas. Does that make you feel safe? You know, when, you're, when you get into a plane, you're like, will my pilot today lose consciousness? Yeah, but keep in mind, it wouldn't just be the pilot. Everybody on the plane would lose consciousness. Oh, okay. So you're just going to go to sleep That's and go with it. them. But the point is, is that it continued to fly with no one knowing of any problems. Well, I heard they pump pure oxygen hours. through those things too. So, Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so there's that, right? I'm just here to party. The crazy thing is maybe he realized, maybe they realized something was going down, but they didn't ever report it back. Why was the radio lost? Why was the satcom lost? All that happens. Pressurized cabin wouldn't cause those problems. But anyways, he takes a hard turn trying to like maybe go back towards that base there, or the, the, the airport he just left from, or trying to get back, because oh, he's over water right now, I'm trying to get back to land, so if I do go down, I go down on land, right, so they can find us, um, but it continues to fly, and it doesn't just continue to fly in a straight line, it continues to fly and then turn, right? So there's this mix of, someone's making it turn, and there are two scenarios at the very tail end of this trip where it could be made by an autopilot. Well, and there's a whole lot of, not a proto- there's a whole lot of protocol not happening. I true, mean, true. Sorry, not reporting any of the right stuff and it just not adding up. I'll mention another, another air flight. Again, I don't know the names because there were so many of them, but uh, a captain got up to go to the restroom on this other flight and I'll find the name and then tweet it out. But he gets up to go to the restroom and the co-pilot locks the door, takes control of the cabin and flies to another country for asylum. Doesn't report back on radio. So it's, it's not uncommon for these types of things to happen. Um, if you guys are listening and you have fear of flying, this is very rare. Yeah, I'm just, what I'm doing is I'm using scenarios that have happened and I'm putting it into what we're talking about right now. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just funny. Just like a lot of these disappearing flights are always like, you know, in India or Asia or whatever. Like, yeah, that. I've never, I want to see one like just from like, you know, California to like, you know, Utah or something like that. Oh, it's gone. It you just know? disappeared. <laughs> disappeared. It's like, oh, no, wait, it just crashed in Nevada. It's yeah, very yeah. obvious. Well, when we first started looking <laughs> at no flights. There's no water anywhere. So we first started looking. We found at, it. Yeah. We first started looking at flights and like flight, like, was it seven <laughs> is the one that flew out of like San Francisco and it was going to Honolulu. And I'm like, there's nothing mysterious about it. It just crashed in the ocean. Yeah. I'm like, like oh, yeah. mystery's all cool. I know where it is. It's in yeah. the Pacific. So further, <laughs> for. Furthermore, Found it. during the investigation process of this, they go to the, the, to the captain's house and he has his full flight simulator, the thing we saw on the YouTube channel, right? They've got all that. They were able to pull data from it based on like flight patterns and things like that. And they found seven points. And those seven points, if you were to draw those things on a map, those seven points that were identified in this flight simulator from mm-hmm. Microsoft's flight simulation are almost identical to the flight path that was taken. Now, they did conclude in their report that there's no direct evidence saying that he had practiced this flight because it doesn't tell you whether or not this was all in one session or if this was seven separate sessions that they just happened to correlate. I'm sorry. I don't believe in coincidences. Seven points. And if you draw that seven points, it, we're talking a matter of miles off where, he sh- where they believe it to land. So, so he planned this. It, it leans to that. It leans to the idea that he, that he planned this. But there's no evidence of that. He was in a happy marriage. He had three kids. He had lived or had worked a long, successful career with no marks, no ills. Yeah, they weren't like canning him or anything, right? Nope. Cars were right? no, no. There's nothing, and even in the investigation report, like there's no motive. He has no motive to do this. There's no threats against him. There's nothing. Um, furthermore, there it, it does appear like everything was sabotaged, right? The radio goes down. These other things are happening, but we don't have any proof of that because the only way to have proof of that is is how. 
you ha- you have to have the plane. Now, mind you, what you read earlier with the 39 boats and the planes and the seven countries, that's just surface searching. There have been multiple years of different countries and different companies, even private companies, going out and scouring millions of square miles under the ocean trying to find this plane, and they can't find it. The only thing that we have of any proof that a plane went into the ocean is, I think that was 2017, a, a partial piece of a wing was found on a small island in the Indian Ocean. And then a French island of Reunion. Right. Reunion. So they investigate it and they look at this and the serial, the serial number on the inside of the wing matches the flight. So that tells me that the plane went in the ocean or at least close to it. What? Or. Oh my gosh. Well, no, eh. no, 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 no. Planted. There's also a conspiracy that it went inland and that this, and it went to another country for asylum or whatever reason. And that this is all being planted as evidence. They took the plane apart, went down. And because what ended up happening is they searched, said, okay, if this one's been found here, there has to be more. So they started searching the coastal lines of the Indian Ocean, which touches like 14 different countries or something like that, right? And they found 50 pieces of plane. All with serial numbers on it? No. So, oh. so they were able to identify that I think 46 of them were identifiable to that oh. type of plane. Three were confirmed from Malaysia's plane, from that particular plane. Uh, and then there were like eight or nine that were like not able to be identified at all. These, these, these Asian air flights... I mean, there's probably a thousand of them crashed here. I mean, <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to go with, they probably don't belong. I mean, I know they found the one with the serial numbers. I saw that. They found three that were with serial numbers. But there's no, these other pieces that they found, there's no true tie, right? There are true ties to a Boeing 777. They all have, and there's actually an image where you can see each piece in red on the plane. Um, I think 48 of the pieces found were identifiable to a Boeing 777. So Only three were confirmed Malaysian, 370. And I think eight, there were eight additional that were unidentifiable, meaning that they had burn damages and too much corrosion to be able to tell what it was. So Zahari had it going on. Maybe they were like, maybe he was like on the verge of retiring and he just had one of those breaks where he's like, this is all I know. The rep. I mean, he has YouTube videos. He has multiple houses, happy marriage, all this stuff going on. And then all of a sudden he starts acting funky and drives a multi-million dollar plane with 227 passengers into the ocean. After doing all kinds of weird banking and yeah, the the sad part is we don't really know. I mean, it would be really interesting if over the years somehow this plane is found and we're able to get the black box and really see what happens, right? Like hear what happened on the plane. Um, but we we don't know. We don't know what happened. All we know is that from from all points of view, it it appears as if it went down in the Indian Ocean, but they've scoured it. There's even a map, like a red map, of all the places they checked, and they're not finding it. Where the plane, the wing was found, was like a thousand miles to the west. And they said with current and debris mapping, it, it is possible for it to have landed there over time because it was found a year later. The wing was found a year later. Uh, another thing is they have satellite photos of the, of the area they believe the plane to have crashed. And it looks as if there's a bunch of debris in the water. But the, the photos are so grainy that it's hard because it's satellite photos in the middle of the ocean and it's cloudy. It's so hard to tell. You can't tell if it's plane debris or shipping debris or what. They just... They just know that this is where they believe it crashed and it's possible that it broke down in the middle of the water. We don't know. Again, no plane, no black box, no people, no bodies have been found. Nothing. So it, it's just creepy and eerie, right? Well, I mean, and if it was just a plane that banked and then disappeared, but again, back to Zahari acting extremely weird from the gate, uh, the plane doing all sorts of 
crazy maneuvers and off course stuff that it should have never been doing. And then it just up and disappears. And then they start finding little pieces here and there, but nothing major. No, nothing, nothing concrete. And it's just gone. 227 people. And it was like multiple different, all those people from like, it listed all the countries. It is the ton of different. It is the most expensive search ever for a plane or recovery plane. So it involved a lot of countries, a lot of people, even private companies. I know one, one or two of them were searching for two or three years before they gave up. No evidence was ever found. Uh, But it is the most expensive, like aeronautical, like crash search of all times. I couldn't find, is there any, I mean, other than outlandish ones, but was, was there any like real solid theories on, on what really happened other than, I mean, just saying it crashed. Doesn't explain no. 80% of what transpired from the time this thing took off. No, the only, the only, I, again, I, I lean back on that one. It's not really, there's no concrete or foundation to it, but somebody said, well, they could have taken the plane inland. It was asylum, got a bunch of people out. Uh, but again, somebody would have said something. There would have been something and there's nothing. What? There's 227 people and there's Men, no way. Men, women, that, and children. Like, what, what, what did no, you do with them? Right. There's no way that those people were all involved. Like somebody would have said something. So that is kind of like naysay. I don't believe that to be the case. If we're not thinking that he's vindictive, right, that he did this on purpose, and, and we don't really know, we just look at his life and we go, he had no reason to. There's no motive of any kind. And if that's the case, why didn't he just bank the plane and, and crash it? Why do we all that like off the wall maneuvering? No, but and- I, what I what I think, what I think, and what I'm kind of leaning towards is it goes back to the cabin pressure. I think that he did what he had to do. Maybe when the cabin pressure thing happened, maybe the windows blew out, something happened. That's what damaged the actual equipment. And he did what he believed he was doing best to try to prevent from crashing in the ocean. And that is, I'm going to turn back towards this island. I'm going to turn back towards the normal place. Once he's done that, because that's the manual turn, they said that the one by the island really needs to be done by a pilot, but it could, in simulation, be done by autopilot. I just don't understand why autopilot would do this. The only thing that makes me think is maybe it was flying at a lower level, but there was never reports of anybody reporting a plane flying lower. And again, he never once reports having an issue. There was plenty of air traffic control towers within any of those range of points of, of him turning oh. all this stuff. He could have, while he's banking it, hey, we got an issue. There's, an, there's, there's cabin pressure issue. He doesn't report any of that. None of that gets reported anyway. Keep in mind, we know that the radar was malfunctioning because of the levels of the fluctuation and the height of which he was flying. Boeing cannot fly to 52,000 feet. It said it was. It also said it took a nosedive within a matter of less than a minute from 52,000 to 4,000. That's impossible for a Boeing 7-7. All stimu- there was over, I think, 1,200 engineers that were piloting these things on simulation saying it's impossible for the plane to have done that. So that tells me the radar was, was already malfunctioning. Second is, we know SATCOM was down and it was taken down manually, which means that if, a, if an explosion or something did happen in the cockpit, because there has been another Malaysian flight that happened years before this <laughs> that had a spark that caused a fire in the cabin. So we do know that it's possible for planes to have these problems they're supposed to be maintained, but it happens. Dude, what is up with these Asian so, lights? Again, this is I'm why I'm not leaving you, the U.S. This is why you need, <laughs> or or they're, uh, you know, it could have been hijacked, you know, and well, there could have been some some uh, some scuffle going on. Didn't you know? we say? Didn't we rule out hijacking? Well, a couple things. Remember, since since nine eleven happened, they have the 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 door that goes into the cockpit is now like a million times more secure than it ever was, and that was on all planes. Right to ensure that you couldn't take over the plane. Um, and then the other thing was they said that all that banking that took place, um, it took more than an hour to do it, so it it didn't show signs of their of being, a struggle. 
of any kind of struggle. Um, I, <clears throat> I just, you know, it's a tragedy what happened because there's 227. I mean, they said that they have memorials for this these people. Yeah, every year. I mean, like I said, men, women, children, people lost spouses, uh, like tons of loved ones lost. You know, uh, I'm just I'm glad Fox News didn't get their hands on it and make a mockery of it like they did Flight 214. You know, but because uh, that would have just been. I don't know. I just think it goes back to say that I think the most plausible scenario is the cabin pressure loss. There was damage to the equipment during that incident. He's reacting. Um, a black box would actually show him trying to communicate if this were the case, right? Because yeah. the, even if communications it. are lost, black box records everything that happens on the plane. So if they were to find it, we could get a little bit more of a what happened. And maybe he did try his best to get. See, my thought is, is he flies, he turns to go back towards the mainland, right? And then loses consciousness. And at that point, everybody's passed out and the plane flies until it runs out of gas. That's the flight path. The only thing that I find odd is the seven points on his sim uh, simulator at home. It, it almost, <laughs> I, it's, it's eerie. It's eerie. The, the, the pattern that he... And again, the beginning stuff. The, the not responding correctly with the frequencies. It's midnight. Maybe he's tired. I agree. I agree. But I mean... To say that I'm people sure aren't, probably flown this I'm just saying to, to say that people aren't incapable of errors. You're right. But like you said, they came back at him to try to get him to do what was correct uh, based true. on protocol. Also, the whole leveled out 35,000 feet when the report state he should have been, he should have said departing from 35,000. So I, I don't, again, I don't know, have a clue because I don't fly large jumbo jets. But this is what the uh, Malaysian secret Air Force report said as they start, sat in their large, luxurious chairs. Yes. Secret um, chairs. The secret chairs. Secret lab. I, I just, all I know is, yeah. oh my God, you're killing me. Hey, sponsorship. Um, <laughs> all I can say is that they, they did an immense amount of investigation on the two pilots and found no cause. Even with those points on that simulator, they felt that there wasn't enough evidence to say that this was an intentional. All right. Who's going with E.T.? I just want to know. No, E.T.? Mm -hmm. I'd go with Nessie before I went with E.T. Oh. Nessie. <laughs> you brought the Loch Ness Monster into this? Yeah. He really, he really wants us to do an episode <laughs> you, on that. You know, you know Loch Ness Monster hangs out around Scotland, right? It has vacation, dude. He, he, he traveled. <laughs> he was... So Zahari was like, he, he, he banked around that island because he's seen Nessie chilling. No, no, no. Nessie was on vacation in Malaysia, got on the plane, and was on the plane, and then just she, she got in there and she started driving. But, but he, he's far-fetched. Yeah. No, yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> how, does anybody know like so how long. low you have to be for a cell phone to connect to a tower? First off, why did the pilot not have his phone on, on airplane mode? That's what I, that's the biggest conspiracy here is I have pilot. to put mine on airplane mode, but you don't. Of course not. There's a pilot. That's yeah. what happened to Statcom. He had his airplane mode off, playing some Angry Birds with his friends, and there you go. Well, it, it it's just like uh, the the undercover guys that get to carry their guns on the plane. How come I don't? Well, I mean, you know why you can't, and you know why they do. Can't carry my hairspray on. We, okay, if there's an, we had an episode where we talked about this and how you guys were trying to disprove it, and I was proving it all right because I'm a patriot and people love me. And I love my country. That's really the takeaway from that episode. You don't have to actually go back and listen to the 9-11 episode. Just remember that I am American and been proud to be. And these two guys, well, 
Not so much. Which sounds like a lot of commie googly gawk to it, me. It does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is coming from the guy that never. We won't touch on the Holocaust. Anyway, so. Um, Whoa. The uh, Flight 370, <laughs> a mysterious one. Pieces shown up. We got nothing else. And I did see that they are, to this day, still out there. Combing the sea floor. It's in a much smaller scale. And I believe it's private companies that are taking over the contract. Uh, yeah. But last I saw, it was like some big company in Australia had done it for like two years and then they gave it up and it's just been smaller. I mean, treasure hunters. At the end of the day, finding something and answering a long lost mystery of some kind, especially one this recent, right? This is from 2014, right? right. Um, I, I think I last I saw people were still out there in 2020, still looking around doing this thing, trying to figure it out. So I'd be interested. I mean, it'd be really... I don't want to say it'd be really cool, but it would be really cool to see what happened. Get the black box. Let us hear the transcripts. We want to know what happened. Um, just to... According to Cody, Nessie ate. ate it. Well, I mean, that's, that's yet to be seen. I, I brought facts to this. Okay? I'm not really sure how Nessie got on the plane. I mean, Nessie went through TSA. Large. She got the pre TSA oh, approved. Pre-check. Yeah, she got the pre-check. pre-check. Okay. And then yeah, she yeah, just yeah. skipped the line. Sure. Like all celebrities. Yeah. Simple. Come on in. Hey, you know yeah. what? We're bumping you to first class. Yeah. You got the hot meal. Yeah. And the pre-flight movie. And the, what, what were they showing that day from Seahorse? Oh, from oh, Indo- yes. what was it? In Malaysia? The water horse. The water horse. Thank you. That's what's the water horse. What? But but it was you, probably You mentioned a, Loch Ness and you've never seen The Water Horse? It's a movie about the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. It's a, probably it's a rendition. Name. It's a rendition of the Loch Ness monster. It's, let's not land with Nessie. She's all kinds of happy. She probably was upset of how she was portrayed. Yeah. Oh, she was pretty, she pretty cool in that first movie. class eating her chow mein. Yeah. Well, it would be her last. Her fault, according to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. She thought she could drive the plane. She's, <laughs> what is she doing? You guys yeah. are killing me. If this okay. is true, I mean, that black box is never getting out. I'll tell you that much. No. It's done. If it is true, they need to start searching in Scotland because that's where they're going to find an answer. Could you imagine finding this plane like, somewhere else and a completely different ocean like explain that to me like how thousands and thousands and thousands of miles like nowhere even near it that would see we're gonna find it 30 years later and if they do it's if there's anything crazy suspicious about this you'll never hear about it just know that when that deep stuff happens it's getting covered up it'll be on episode 72 of twisted world cody was right about nessie nessie did it the net Nessie the Cooper. Ness. The the Nessie Ness. Cooper. Nessie Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's uh I think that's about it. Yeah. I mean I don't, I don't know what happened to this plane. Uh Zahiri acting funny. Um for sure. He had some stuff in his um flight simulator at home. But again, he showed no signs in his personal life of why he would have done this. Um and there's all kinds of other just strange peculiar. Most investigations end with what they believe to be the main cause. Sure. This investigation end with no foreseeable cause yeah they do not even they're not even sure that it crashed in the ocean there's not enough evidence to show that it did the wording that i saw in the one report that was i i don't know that it was verbatim but the malaysian like this elite secret malaysian air force uh they quoted as none of the dots connect right like it like there's too many variables that just do not back the other ones up like just one thing after the next so flight 370 it's out there somewhere who knows what happened or why? Uh, it would be really cool, though, if they could find a little bit more concrete evidence. Yeah. There are a lot of different 
stories about planes. I know we mentioned a couple of the smaller ones in the beginning, oh, but we're definitely going to do another probably episode or two on flights. Uh, I know Cody mentioned one where like the highest altitude crash of all times was in like crashed into a mountain. I don't know the name of the flight, but these are topics that I think are worth digging into because there's a lot of mystery shrouded behind them. So yeah, and you know, we, we like the mystery. Episode. We like the mo- mysteries. Mysteries are fun. As long as I don't not. know if we'll do a Loch Ness monster one though. I mean, you know, I would rather do dragons. Hey, as as long as we try to do our best to stay away from the creepy ones that give us nightmare for a week, you know. Uh, thanks, Cody. No problem. Appreciate it. I got a couple more of those. My Little Pony and Care Bears for a week just to get that garbage out of my brain. Uh, <laughs> freaky, we, freaky we, is all get out. And we also have even cut topics that are just too crazy too, too much oh, too, too crazy yeah too much. like you you, I, I you start you start researching it and you're like i feel like i'm going to die it's if I continue. never it's never a good thing when cody's like oh hey maybe we do one on this and then he's like but you guys shouldn't search it well i'm gonna search it so i search yeah. it and he's like why are you doing that and i was like well you said it so i'm searching and it and he's like and he squirms okay, and is freaking out the whole time he's like, guys, clicking on stop, that stop, stop doing, doing it. that yeah. please stop it, it just gets worse and worse and worse and, and then we saw why yeah you see why and you're getting to the end and you're just like um like not okay. I feel like the door is going to get kicked down yeah. and people are going to come into my room and take me out. Yeah. So, like evil, evil men. I'm not sure that we're, we're meant to put that stuff out there. Dabble in that. Some stuff is a little too much, a little too much for us to talk about, but a little not, too much for us to research. Not dudes in plague masks. And you, no. Let's, yeah. Anyway, it's flight 370. We don't know where it's at. Um, maybe you guys do. Let us know. Check it out. Hey, if you haven't got a chance, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We love you guys, as always, and we're out. Peace out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.